This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey, what's up, guys? We're in our third and final week of our series called Only the Young. So have you ever been in a really loud atmosphere? Like, I grew up as a Seattle Seahawks fan, and the stadium was meant to like just create this extra noise on the field to amplify, amplify the noise of the crowd that was around. And the Seattle crowd gets loud, they get wild. And I had a high school senior party at that stadium and I could see that the roof was just kind of domed on either side. And so the, the noise would hit the roof and bounce straight back onto the field, creating the field to be a lot louder. And the Seattle fans are proud of how loud their stadium gets. And they even get loud every time that the noise creates a false start for the other team because they can't hear the quarterback. And it gets so loud in Seattle during the Seattle Seahawks games. In fact, there was a time in the playoffs of 2011, which has now since been called the Beast Quake. It occurred in the fourth quarter while Seattle was up by four points, and Marshawn Lynch rushed for 67 yards and broke nine tackles to score the touchdown, which secured the Seahawks' eventual 41-36 victory. And the play's name came from Marshawn Lynch's nickname, which was Beast Mode, and the subsequent celebration of the Seahawks fans registering actually on the nearby seismograph in Seattle. So what happened is the noise from the fans literally created an earthquake in Seattle. And now it is always known as the Beast Quake. And so in this series, we've been talking about what's true for only the young, the the people in your phase of life. So when it comes to being young, there is one unique, there's one thing that is uniquely true. There is a lot of noise. So just think about your day-to-day life. Maybe you listen to your headphones, your, your AirPods with the volume all the way up, or maybe you turn the volume up in the car and you're screaming the songs with your friends, or maybe you get in trouble for being too loud in class. Like I remember when I was in sixth grade, I got a detention for that because I was just talking too much. Or maybe you lose your voice after a football game on a Friday night or even after camp. Or uh, maybe you are not a loud person, but you constantly find yourself around people that are loud. And I'm not saying that young people are just loud. Like I'm saying that when you're young, noise just seems to find us. And And it can be hard to figure out what or who to listen to. And this is especially true when we're making decisions about literally anything. And have you ever noticed that everyone seems to have an opinion about what you should or what you shouldn't do? Like there's so much noise. And at this phase of life, you're deciding like what you would like and don't like, who you like and don't like, how to drive, what's your personal style of is that it's going to be, what you'll do in your years after high school, what kinds of jobs that you're going to pursue, who to date, what to, what kind of person to be. It's a lot. So sorry, could you hear me after all that? What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is this, 
It's hard to make decisions about who you like, how to drive, what your personal style will be, what you'll do after high school, and what kind of person to be with that much noise in our lives, isn't it? Some friends say that you should do one thing. Some friends say you should do another. Then your siblings have their own advice. Your parents have their own perspective. Your coaches weigh in and your teachers and your guidance counselors and your SAT prep tutors and your parents' friends and your friends' siblings. Everyone has opinions. Or maybe you wish you had someone in your life who shared their, their opinions and perspectives with you, but instead you have the advice of some random guy on TikTok who has a ton of money, or, that, or maybe that YouTuber with millions of sus- subscribers, or that article that you found on Google, and so you just listen to those for advice. There's so much noise surrounding almost every decision that you want to make. Oh, and, and you know this, not all of these people agree, and not all of them are right. So with all of this noise, all of these opinions, and all of the voices speaking into your life, how do you know who or what to listen to? Paul, who we've talked about throughout this series, is one of the most legendary leaders in the history of Christianity, and he spent a lot of time investing in a younger guy named Timothy. And they traveled and they worked together until eventually Timothy was leading on his own at the church in a city called Ephesus. So in order to pass along some wisdom about life and leadership, Paul wrote Timothy a letter. And many people view the tone of Paul's letter like a father instructing a son. And there's one part of his letter that we've been focusing focusing on specifically throughout this whole series. And this is in 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And this piece of of advice was so important and continues to be talked about and focused on today. And Paul wanted Timothy to understand how high the stakes were, how great his potential was, and how he could lead well during his younger years. However, this is only a part of what Paul had to say to Timothy. In fact, we have copies of two letters that Paul wrote to Timothy, and they are full of advice, wisdom, and direction for life. And it wasn't just spiritual stuff either. And here's what I mean. Paul gave Timothy advice about how to fix his stomach problems. Uh, He gave him advice about what to do when people are fighting. He gave advice on what it takes to be a good leader and specific names of people to avoid that they're just bad news. And he also talked about how to use the Bible and how to handle money, and what kind of stuff to avoid, and what kind of people to hang out with, and how to impress older people, and how to show respect to older and younger people. As you can see, Paul wasn't just Timothy's Bible teacher or his chaperone in life. Paul was Timothy's go-to advice guy. Even more than that, Paul was someone older who shared wisdom with Timothy that would make his life better. In fact, this kind of wisdom is what the letters of 1 and 2 Timothy are just full of. And it's worth it to go back and read them for yourself. But Paul didn't teach Timothy lessons just meant for his future once he was no longer young. Paul helped Timothy figure out what to do in circumstances of his life as a young person. In other words, when when Timothy wondered, how do I know what I don't know? His answer was, well, go ask Paul. 
And here's the reason that we're talking about this today. It's a little big, it's a little thing that makes a big difference. So don't miss it. It was Timothy's choice. Timothy understood that we all need the wisdom of someone older. And this is true for you as a teenager. And this is also true for me as an adult. The thing is, you have a really unique opportunity to take advantage of right now. When you're in middle school or high school, one thing that you can do that will change your whole experience is to pick a mentor or to pick a group of mentors. These are people who can help you in real life ways. They will walk alongside you as you navigate life as a teenager. They, they can give you great advice. They can be there for you when you don't know what to do. And please hear me, you can totally still listen to people that are your age, but the truth is people who are older than you have more life experience, both highs and lows of life experiences that equip them to help you navigate real life and real world situations. Now, before you just go find some random person that is older than you saying, hey, uh, you're older than me, can you mentor me? Like, before you do that, uh, begin give, and before they give you life advice, because that sounds like a terrible idea if you just find someone, someone random, it's important that we use wisdom for who we choose. I mean, is being older really the only qualification? No. So here are two filters to help you pick great mentors. The first one is, is they have to make wise decision, decisions in their own life. I'm not talking about perfection, like good luck finding that. Like I'm talking about a person with a pattern of making healthy choices. A great way to determine this is to ask yourself this question. Does this person make the kind of decisions that lead to the kind of life that I hope to live? If the answer is yes, you're on the right, you're on the, the way to finding a great mentor. The second thing to ask says they have to care enough about you to tell you the truth, even the truth that you don't want to hear. A great mentor will tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. They will say the difficult, th the difficult things out of love, and if they believe it will help you grow for the better. Yes, sometimes it's really difficult to hear hard truth, but it's also the way that we grow. Having someone in your life who will tell you the truth, even the truth that you don't want to hear, is one of the greatest gifts that you can ever receive in life. When I was in high school, one of my mentors was a guy named Scott Bothell. Scott was in his 20s and he led worship, he led worship on the worship team when I was getting started with playing guitar. And he saw something in me and wanted to invest in my own personal leadership. And he even sold me his guitar for cheap. And it's the guitar that I still have to this day. And so when I was insecure and didn't think that I was that great of a worship leader or that great of a guitar player, he knew that I could continue to get better and be that great leader for our student band when he left. His ability to see things in me that I didn't see in myself at that time was a consistent reminder of my potential even as I got older. This guy had influence in my life when I was even younger, that, that, even younger than many of you but it stuck with me. What he said and how he mentored me stuck with me. I want you to have a mentor now that can invest in who you are as a person and what you enjoy in life and most importantly, the way that you're following Jesus. So when the noise is turned up and everyone seems to have an opinion, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is to decide ahead of time who you will listen to. 
Look, I know this isn't necessarily a common way to live in middle school or high school. It's not like everyone in your school is constantly talking about finding great mentors that they're talking to. But here's why this is so important. Wisdom or knowing what to do when you face life circumstances, it comes from experience. So when you're in middle school or high school, you can choose to learn from people that have 15 years of wisdom or 30 years or 40 years or 60 years. The choice is yours. But one of the best choices I believe that you can make is to pick a mentor. That's why we put so much focus on life groups throughout the school year. In fact, we're starting life groups back up in, in, in just a couple weeks. And it's a great way for you to get to know the leaders and allow them to speak into your life so that you can make wise choices and follow Jesus throughout your journey. Like Timothy, you can have more wisdom than what's common. You can make better decisions because you have the experience and wisdom of someone older than you in addition to your own your own life. Just imagine the, the impact this could have in your life. Imagine if you could make great decisions right now, better decisions than I made than I made when I was younger, and the kind of decisions that will shape your life for the better forever. And the key is as simple as acknowledging that we all need the wisdom of someone older in our life. You can choose to live as though this is true and find a mentor. When you do, God might just use their wisdom to help your years of being young become even better. Being young is amazing. We don't want you to miss it or, or to just try to fast forward through being young. We want you to get the most out of this time in your life because one day you won't be so young. You'll be like me. So don't forget what this feels like because there are some things in life for only the young. So as we close, I want to finish with this question. What impact could a mentor's wisdom have in your life? So let me pray for you. Father, I just pray that uh, you bring the right people into our lives to speak into our lives. I pray that um, you just give us wisdom on who to choose to speak into our lives, whether it's our life group leader, or whether it's someone else that we know that we just look up to. I just pray that we can uh, have the strength and courage to step up and to reach out and, and ask for them to speak into our lives and meet with them consistently. And I just pray that uh, we just grow stronger and better because of these mentoring relationships that we have. Uh, we love you, Jesus, and we just uh, pray that you just continue to grow us and make us stronger. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.